everybody. Welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast at Tales from the Crypt Review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostest, and today's episode is season four, episode 11, Split Personality. This is a pretty fun episode. I thought I'd have return guest Jeff here to help me. Hi, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Did you have a good time watching this episode? I did. It is, uh, it is the quintessential cheese that you get to see <laughs> on, uh, on Tales from the Crypt, and that's one of the reasons why I like this show is they give you lots of different angles to come from on different episodes. and uh, Yeah, this one's pretty fun. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. This episode aired August 26, 1992. This episode was directed by Joel Silver. Uh, I think this is the only thing he directed. He's normally a movie producer. The screenplay is by Fred Decker. This episode stars Joe Pesci from movies like Goodfellas and My Cousin Vinny. He's just a small little angry man <laughs> in everything he is. Jacqueline Alexandra Citrone. She was in uh, movies such as Grand Canyon. Kristen Amber Citrone, also in Grand Canyon. As twins, they just kind of followed each other around in everything they did. Yeah, that is correct. They actually went on their IMDb. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, everything that they did, they did together. Yep, I was like, well, okay. Typecast. <laughs> and uh, Burt Young, who I mostly know from as Uncle Polly, uh, Uncle Polly from Rocky. That is what I think everybody knows him as. Yep. When I saw him, I was like, oh, look, Polly's in here. So we have, there's also an, an uncredited cameo in the uh, episode, too. It's uh, Joey Pants. Yes, Joey, Joey Pantoliano from uh, stuff from like... From all kinds of stuff. Goonies. From, from the Goonies. Matrix. I mean, the guy is a machine. He has done so much, so... Jeff has a Goonie shirt on today. Yes, I do. Did you do that on purpose? No, I just love Not the okay. Goonies. <laughs> I actually, I it, I wore it because I, I promised somebody yesterday that I would do the truffle shuffle. and I see. I, I didn't do it, though. <laughs> but I promised I would. Okay. I didn't have enough alcohol. Oh, I see. Well, neither did the kid in the movie. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, the, the Joey Pantoliano, he also was um, in one of the episodes that I did in the beginning, season one, episode three. He was the main guy in Dig That Cat, He's Real Gone. Um, I think then, because you were saying something about he had a wig... Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah, this episode was Joey Pants in his toupee because because yeah. <laughs> he had quite a bit of hair in that other episode too. But it probably could have been why uh, only is he normally bald all the time. Yeah, because uh, there's one scene in Goonies because uh-huh. Goonies came out before this. Okay, where uh, he loses his toupee in one of the scenes as a joke because oh. he's hiding the fact that he's young but bald. But the... you don't think it was just like a skin cap he had on and his under his real hair was underneath. No, I think I think okay. I think you just prematurely went bald. <laughs> I mean, it happens. It happens. I'm sure. I hope for his sake I am wrong. <laughs> so for this episode, I'll read the back of the box here with the description: two gorgeous twins, two look-alike brothers, two happy marriages, one killer twist. Yeah, it's something like that. And then on the on the box here, they actually do have the picture of the twins, and uh, they're kind of freaky looking. I mean, they're supposed to be hot, I guess. I don't know. The guy, I don't know, they're kind of creepy, yeah, if you ask me. Yeah, they do a lot of good shading on their cheekbones to make them look like they're kind of drawn in and skeletal, so it's like kind of weird. So this episode opens up with the Crypt Keeper here, and he is... Oh, Here's your Blythe Danner. Yeah. And it's Blythe, apparently. My mom's like, it is not Blythe. I'm like, okay. Oh, well, we are in Jefferson County. It's supposed to be Bouye, not Boyer. Bouye? <laughs> Who teasing. said that? I was going to say, I don't think a so. A boyer said that? Boo, yay. <laughs> I don't eat bagels, I eat bagels. <laughs> you have jalapenos? <laughs> it just reminds me of, have you ever watched, um, there's an adult swim cartoon called Lucy, Daughter of the Devil? 
Haven't seen that. One, okay. But. There's a part where they're walking through the desert and it's animated and there's Jesus and then, and then there's the devil and they're walking through and Jesus is talking about how he likes to how he likes to smoosh words together. Smoosh is such a fun word. And so he was like, you know, you take like a like a hill and a mountain, you make like a Himalountain. <laughs> and they were like, that that doesn't shorten it anything. That you're saying. Like, uh, he was like, you want to smoosh the words together. Yeah, I'm working my way through Rick and Morty now. Uh, yeah, some of those episodes you need a hug. They get a little dark. What, Rick and Morty? Yeah. Yeah, I was watching it and I'm like, oh my god. Because <laughs> I think I'm halfway through season two right now. Okay, yeah, it's, it's on its way to getting <laughs> dark there. Okay, so I got the episode back up now. Woohoo. So we open up, and the Crypt Keeper is playing. He's setting up, like, a poker game. A lot of, it, a lot of this is about, like, gambling and make, taking risks and mm-hmm. things like that. And I really like that he has an abacus. It's made of eyeballs. eyeballs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was really fun. He's just, like, counting the eyeballs down. Now that we're in season four, I mean, I've said it before in other episodes, but they really are doing a lot with his face, and I love it. I love how, like, just descriptive, this, all the things that he does. So this episode opens up, and they're at a casino. And Joey Pants is doing the, the blackjack table. And uh, Burt Young, or Polly is there, and he's playing blackjack. I just love how disinterested uh, Joey Pants looks in this episode as the dealer. Yeah, he could care. I mean, he, he doesn't care. No, he's like, hurry up, just get this con done and over with. And what I thought, like, at first is that they, I thought maybe they actually did know each other in the beginning. I thought, like, these, like, that Joe Pesci and Burt Young were doing some sort of thing. But no, it's like... Burt Young is not doing very well, and he's saying something about, like, he's got to pay for his kid's college tuition. Hit me. 19. Dealer could have 20. Would you like another card, sir? You're not going to believe this, but my kid, you know, he can't take care of himself. Now they tell me he has this kidney thing, and the insurance won't cover the medical, because I had some trouble in the Army when I was in NAM. Would you like another card, sir? Go ahead. You make blackjack on the next card, the house pays five to one. You're rich, Ace. What if it gives me a two? A hundred says it is. You got more to lose. Oh, what the hell? Deal me a two. Well, seeing right here, like he, I think he had 19, and they asked if he wanted to hit, and I was like, "Don't, don't do it. <laughs> Why, what are you doing?" Uh, he paid off the uh, the dealer. He paid off Joey Pants, so I think the dealer was in on Did it. Did he really? Yeah. As Did I miss that? Yeah, when he's walking away uh, after he gives the sob story to the gambler or Polly, whatever we would like to call him, and he cashes the check, he uh, gives. A nice little tip to Joey Pants as he walks out the door. Man, I missed that. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. I was wondering how he could get away with that because it's like, you can't just talk in front of the dealer like that. Okay, so he was in on it. That makes more sense. So they were using this guy, Burt Young, that didn't know what he was doing to get their own money out of it. Cause then yeah, the, so Burt Young was the mark. Yeah, okay. Because then Polly or Burt Young is like, hey, how about I give you some of this money since you helped me out? Yeah, he says he can't accept it. That he can't do this, and he wants him to keep it. And then he pulls out his violin, starts playing the gambler his sad song. Joe Pesci's all like, the best things in life come in twos, two is my lucky number, and it's like kind of fun, they're like setting it up, because later we're going to get some twins. 
There def- there's a lot of framing done in this episode. Yeah. This part here makes me laugh because this woman, this waitress comes up and she comes up to Polly and Polly goes, oh, can I get two doubles? And she's like, okay. And I'm like, of what? The only thing I can think of is she's the one that had been serving him when he had been at the blackjack table. I guess. And she already knew what he wanted. I mean, yeah, I guess it's just scotch or something. But he, he was just like, two doubles. And then she walks away and I'm like, all right, well, Joe Pesci is telling Burt Young, uh, write me a personal check. Give me your address and your phone number. He, he won't take the guy's money, but he'll take a check in order so he can make this investment that he knows of. He knows a guy who knows a guy or whatever. And then if you give him the personal check with um, Burt Young's address and phone number, he's going to take that money and invest it, and in two weeks he'll let him know. I'm not in the best financial shape, but I can still call out a favor or two. And I know for a fact you need a wad for your medical expenses. So here's the deal. I got an inside line on a no-risk, tax-free, limited partnership investment. Guaranteed to double our money. Minimum 10 grand. You keep that cash. Write me a personal check now. Give me your address and your phone number. Inside two weeks, we're sitting pretty. Your boy gets his operation. We call it two friends doing each other a favor. It's weird that he wouldn't just take the cash. Cash. Well, I think it's because he wanted... The checking account number, the routing number, his information, so he could fleece him. Besides just the $5,000 check he just cashed. Well, and I think maybe the cash he was going to give him wasn't anything close to $5,000. So he was like, if I get a $5,000 thing here, I can make this. Yeah. Oh, he does. Gosh, he does pay him off. I don't know how I miss. So yeah, he pays off the blackjack dealer. Okay, so this is how he kind of like makes his money, I guess. I don't even know if he has a job, really. He just... Yeah, he, sits around in a casino. And yeah, he's a he's a swindler. He's he's a con man. That's that's his job. And so this is one reason why I thought to bring you onto this episode. Oh, because um, I'm a swindler and a con man. <laughs> no, 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 not that. No, this this scene coming up right here. So in the beginning, I wanted since my dad likes Joe Pesci, I wanted to have him on the episode. Then I was like, you know, I remember this episode being a little more sexual than I remember. So I turned it on. And I watched it. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, there's things I want to say that I don't want to say in front of him. So. <laughs> I was watching it, and we get to the scene where, because now he's got his money, so he hires, you know, a, a sex worker, and they're laying there, and of course her chest is exposed, and then that made me think, <laughs> me and Jeff got to look at, at boobs last time, uh, when we did Abracadaver, That's I should right. have Jeff on here again, and we can just keep it going. <laughs> That's right, we uh, we were talking about nipping out on yeah, that Yeah, nipping episode. out. So she's nipping out here too, except she's alive, well, the other chick was too, I guess, but yes. she's, uh, she's alive, and... So they're laying here, and he's smoking a cigar, which he has a lot of times in an, an opportune moment. He always has one in his mouth. Look at his chest hair. Like, the way... You know, what's funny that you mention it. I think they look like... It looks like two eyeballs. Yeah. And then like his... sad little his, smile. His, his belly button does this weird thing whenever he he exhales, and he has, like, this long, drawn-out, straight face. So his, his belly and chest looks like... Uh, Looks like a, a face. Like it's trying to whistle or something. <laughs> yeah, because he leaves a lot of his hair on his pecs, so it's just like not that much hair on his stomach, and then just so, like he waxed it around. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. Well. It's so sexy. <laughs> yeah, so sexy. She, th- she thinks so, too. Because they're sitting there smoking, and he's just kind of talking about different things about his life. Did you pay me to fuck or listen to your life story? Shut up! Shut the fuck up! I pay you to be whatever! I laughed my ass off when he said that line. I'm like, <laughs> God, you're a dick. I mean, I guess technically 
I, I mean, I don't know what the contract was, but maybe you do. I mean, it's better than, you know, she's done. She doesn't have to touch him anymore. If she just, I mean, why not just lay there? Here's $500 just to lay here and listen to me complain for the next hour. He just, like, throws the money under her chest and she's like, whatever. And so he's talking to her about, which it is kind of weird, because he starts talking about how much he likes twins and he'd like to get with twins. Okay, well, yeah, she's right. I can see why she got a little mad. It's like, she's right here. Yeah. Even if you did pay her. And then it's kind of creepy because he's like, the first time I liked it was watching The Parent Trap with Haley Mills. And I'm like, I guess I'm hoping he was 11 when he watched it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I mean, that's a cute movie, but yeah, I just... I'm, I'm guessing that they would, it'd be uh, of like, similar age. Yeah, hopefully. that was the first time he, he thought that was a good idea. But I don't know, twin sisters? Like, I mean, is that like, a, I guess that's a thing. People like that. Guys like that. I don't know. I, I, I How think... about a Jeff? Guys like that? Uh, as adolescents, sure, but as adult males, if you still say yes, I think the answer is you have the mentality of a teenager, and you should have your ass should have grown up. But well, I mean, I guess if the sisters are down with it, that just is weird because that, yeah. because it's you know they're related. That's and even just more freaky. so being twins. Yeah, that's like, just like just freaky like... to me. So that makes me think Freaky Friday. There's another one with two that look exactly the same. No, no, they swap in Freaky Friday. But they're twins that have swapped spots, right? I thought it was a mom and daughter. Oh, that's right. You're right, you're right, you're right. I'm that's sorry. Right, I'm right. You're thinking the other Parent Trap remake with Lindsay Lohan? Oh, God, please don't tell me I am. <laughs> I probably am. That was a good one, actually. That was when she was in her prime. What was she, like 10? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's driving away and he's in his... I don't know, I guess like it's a cor uh was that a Corvette or something? No, that's a uh, three series BMW. Oh, okay, cool. It's a three series BMW and he's just singing and having a good time, and as he's driving, not one, but two black cats cross his path in the road and he almost hits them and he swerves. And I, I hate when they do that in shows where they swerve so hard that they're gonna die. It's like, yeah, we don't wanna hit the cats, but you don't have to jerk on the wheel so, so hard. So hard that you're gonna flip your car well yeah he jerks on it so hard that he like he pops like a hubcap and he goes sliding over it, and of course he's pissed off and stuff and i was like oh that's some bad luck well i tell you what he deserves that because of his lack of karaoke skills true <laughs> hey no one else was listening so now he's got a flat tire and he's stuck he just happens to to get this flat tire right outside the gate of this really weird modern looking mansion thing that has two identical cars that says no solicitors on the fence no yeah trespassing. those Porsches are worth like a million a piece. Nice. You like cars. I guess so. <laughs> I'm like, look at those shiny black cars. Like, <laughs> So, okay, so they got two Porsches, right? Yes. But so there's like this, it's like this modern art looking... Art deco art craziness. Deco thing, yeah. And I love this, my, this my favorite lines. He comes up here and he goes, What the fuck is this piece of shit? What the fuck is this piece of shit? <laughs> and I, we, I was watching with Mike and we laughed so hard. And I was like, now I'm picturing him with anything in his life. He gets he gets his sandwich from Subway. The fuck is this piece of shit? <laughs> he gets a script for a movie. What the fuck is this piece of shit? Oh, you know what we you know what you gotta start doing now is make Joe Pesci memes. Oh, just yeah. And and the uh, the headline to everything is what the fuck is this piece of shit? He picks up a kitten. What the fuck is this piece of shit? <laughs> just, oh. So yeah, that was probably the best line of the thing. So yeah, he's he's at this place and it says no trespassing. And he walks his way in and he just walks right into the house. With them having this much money, hard telling what kind of like protection they have for the place. Or he just like, he's like, oh, this is a really nice place. And he just like knocks on the door for like a second and then just lets himself in because it's open a little bit. 
Because it's like a sliding glass door. And he also has gotten hurt a little bit, too, with the car wreck. He has, like, a bloody lip. Yeah, I love how he tells himself to come in. Come in! <laughs> oh, He's like, man. oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I'll come in. He's definitely... Uh... He's doesn't a, understand what boundaries are. Yeah, he's a creep. And now he's trying to play it because he's like, all these people have money. That's exactly what he's doing. I guess I guess he's hoping either they'll think that it was their fault or he could say it is somehow. But I mean, well, technically know, the, it's not. Well, the funny thing is, is that it does, uh, it is their cats. It is their cats. And at first when I saw it, I was like, wouldn't that be cool if those were the twins and they were just like witches? But <laughs> it's, it's not. They're just cats. Because they have two of everything because they're twins. Even yes. though I think you really only see the one cat at a time. You don't see them both holding the cat. So it's kind of weird. You see her carrying the two cats in, but I don't remember okay, yeah. seeing it outside of that. So while he's waiting to find out whoever's in this house, uh, he's looking around and he sees that this guy did all this architecture. And I, I guess it seems like there's like an article. It seems like he's pretty... Um, well-to-do. Yeah, pretty well-to-do, that he's worth a lot of money. And then that's when you look over and it's one of the twins... And she's like, how did you get in here? Don't touch it. That's my daddy's stuff and things like that. And she's just in like a like a gray sweatsuit. So then here comes her, the other uh, twin. And she just has, she has one of the black cats. And I love it. Like, oh, is it only one? It's You're only right. the one. Yeah, I think oh. they only really... Huh. It's like the other cat just disappears or something. <laughs> and they also, they kind of like, it's kind of like they're trying to be sexy. But then they also look scared. But then they also look like they're going to kill you. The uh, the eyeshadow is very, uh, like you said, makes them get that sunken in look. And they yeah. did the same thing with their cheekbones. So it gives them more definition. And like you said, almost like skeletal. Yeah. Just to kind of freak you out a little bit. And of course, they have a fun names. Their names are April and June are the names of the twins. And Joe Pesci's losing it. You know, he's <laughs> like, oh, oh, there's two of you. He doesn't care that there's a gun being pointed at him. He's like, there are two. Nice. All right. Somehow he figures out about their dad and saying something about how he knew about them and like. I think that's just him just yeah, going a straight just up bullshit it, yeah. line. It's like yeah, he's definitely the con man's con man. Yeah, so they're just like, oh wait, you knew my father, or, you know all this stuff, and their father has passed away, and they've been left with it was like two billion dollars or something like a lot yes. of money. Which in what this was the early nineties, that's yeah. a shit ton of money. Well, I mean it's a shit ton of money anyway, but that's just amplify that, you know. Well, I love how, like, they're like, you know my dad, or our dad? And then he's like, yeah, he was a genius. And it's like, no, he, he just recently, he said he was an idiot. Uh, <laughs> he, he's making a phone call so he can get a um, guy to come out and look at the car, I guess, or like a tow. And so now that they know that he kind of, they think that he knows their father, they're a little more calm. This whole time in every part when the cat gets too close to him, the cat, they make it make like a meow sound. Like, this cat does not trust him at all. So there I was, his son piece. With my good friend Preston Chatfield of the Hyannis Port Chatfields. And I'm ready to make a bid on this exquisite nouveau lamp. And all of a sudden, I noticed the tiniest little scratch on the finish. I said, Oh, my cat did that two years ago. A lamp used to be in my collection. Could you imagine? <laughs> you like cats? Do I like cats? Are you kidding? Sometimes I trust cats more than I do people. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sweet talking them a little bit you know saying they're beautiful and they're kind of doting on him and they don't get a lot of guests so yes they're... the only time they get guests is for like architecture magazines yeah yeah because they're worth two billion and they can't really trust anyone to not want to be close to them if not for their money so he's been here for a while because now it's like it's like some time has passed there's talking about things and the twins are totally enamored with him now. yeah so then the tow truck guy shows up and he thanks uh, April and June for their hospitality. 
And, you know, he's sweet-talking them, and I'm thinking, if he really was wanting to get into bed with both of them, I guess this is the way to go, if you're going to do this. Yeah, it's definitely called the long play. Yeah, okay, so his name is Mr. Stetson. Stetson, like, real man. Yeah. Stetson. Isn't it like from, a cologne or something like yes, that? Yes, and that's kind of what they, they, it was like, you, if you're a real cowboy, a real man, it's you like wear a Stetson, because that's yeah. exactly where they get yeah. it from, is from the hat. Yeah. So he's still talking, they cut back to Joe Pesci in the bed, and he's still talking to this sex worker, <laughs> who has now just turned around, like, she's like, I don't even, what are we doing? And she's so, counting her hundreds now. Yeah, she's like, when, when can I leave? Can I leave now? Will he even notice? And so now he knows he wants to con these women. So he comes back, and he's dressed all fancy in a nice suit. They're dressed in these, like, businessy business lady suits. He's bringing them gifts and flowers. And it's kind of weird because he's romanticizing and, and dating both of them, it seems like. And they're, they seem to be okay with it as much as they can. Like, they're, you know, they, I'm sure they think it's a little weird, but <laughs> the, cat, <laughs> the cat keeps coming after him. And he acts like he loves it. He's just like, ha-ha, cats. So he actually takes them out in public. And they're sharing an ice cream together. He kisses them on the cheek goodnight. I don't think he actually gets into bed with both of them at the same time. Oh, no. It never it never works that way. He would like it to, but he he thinks the better plan. Yeah, because the girls are falling for him, but they wish that they had someone else. I don't think they ever planned to sleep with them together. I don't know what they were going to do. He comes up with this idea. He, he tells them it's been a month. Like, it's been a month that they've been hanging out. And he, they're showing you more of the house. And this part's important because they have two identical bedrooms, but there's a wall up against where each of the bed is, where one bed's facing the left and one bed's facing the right with a wall in between, and they're identical on each side. Like if you're going to make, uh, in school, you're going to make one of those butterfly things and you, like, fold the paper in half yeah. with the paint and the oak, kind of like that. Or you, like, doing a heart, you fold a piece of paper in half, mm -hmm. and draw the half of the heart, you cut it out, unfold it, and you cut your whole heart. Oh, Okay. <laughs> You never did that? I don't think I did. Oh, I, I did that a lot. Oh, you mean when you do the little, like, it looks like a... Yeah, you do the same like thing a, with, like, a snowflake, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's identical, so that's important for the end. And this is what he starts planting the seed. He starts saying that one sister is just a little more beautiful than the other. And he says it to both of them. You two are pretty close, aren't you? Inseparable. Until now. She seems sweet. Oh, she is. Unless you cross her. Come again? Well, I mean, everyone has a dark side, don't they? Besides, you don't see much. She got a temper, huh? Almost like a split personality. Get out of here. I can't see your sister or you hurt a fly. You don't know the half of it. Look, I would never say this to her. So it's got to be our little secret, OK? My sister and I don't have secrets. We share everything. 50, 50. But this might hurt her feelings. You don't want to do that, do you? See, I'm afraid you two ain't exactly identical. What do you mean? Newsflash. One of you is just a little more beautiful than the other. Yeah, I don't know what he's hoping. Maybe that they'll just fight and agree to share him. I don't know. You know, I, I think the, the biggest problem that Joe Pesci has in this, or Mr. Stetson, is he's not as smart as he thinks he is. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. <laughs> and uh, I think that's part of uh, probably my favorite trope throughout this is the con man who thinks he's smarter than what he really is. Because that, for me, I just get a kick out of it where he's just constantly, I can do whatever. And it's whatever that is, he never can do it well enough. Well, there, really and there's lots cover, of people like that. you got to cover your basis because this con that he brings up is, is a doozy. So after about a month of seeing them, he says, oh, hey, by the way, 
I have a twin brother. We don't live in the same continent. We have a uh, like a collection of different investments and things. And so one of us is in Africa. One of South Africa. South Africa. One of us stays in South Africa for a month, and then we swap each month to take care of our individual things. He's also a little more flamboyant than I am, and he's a little more out there because he's something about like California or something. He says, and and the girls are like, "Oh my gosh, really?" Like, and I'm like, "Are they really falling for this?" And they are. Well, I guess if you've been shut in for most of your life. But how come he wouldn't have said anything after a month? I guess maybe he says like, I guess maybe they're thinking like he wanted to trust them first before he would say anything, but. It's weird. So his name is, his brother, he says, his name is Jack. And he'll be coming soon from South Africa to take care here while he leaves. So he's like, I'm sorry, I have to leave. You're going to have to get to know my brother. He already knows about you guys. Maybe he can come by. And so, of course, everything they wear is similar. And so Joe Pesci shows up as Jack. Jack has sunglasses on and an earring and a ponytail. He's really selling this character, which I'm like, you know, I think he's having a good time. He just gets to be whatever he <laughs> He's like, I've always wanted to be like this. I might as well just do it. Whoa, ladies. Vic told me you were a couple of radical babes. But I must confess to being totally stoked and overwhelmed. You dig? (laughs) (laughs) I'm too sexy for Milan. So now it cuts to they get married. I think Mr. Stetson, the first one, the original, marries April. Correct. Yes. I think so. And this, I'm like, they, they show each of their weddings and they get married outside of their mansion. Like, it's not even anything. They just have a guy officiating it. And then the other sister is the bridesmaid or the maid of honor. Some of these dresses are something. Yeah, I think she's, uh, that's a, looks like she's wearing four tutus at once yeah. for the bridesmaid dress. Yeah, very, very tutu. It's like a shrimp exploded at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And even her wedding dress is a little much. It's not too bad, but April's got some interesting tastes. Yeah, the uh, the long sleeves. That... Well, just the headpiece. It's so much yeah, stuff it's around her. A lot of business going on. It's like it's like share in concert. And so then it cuts <laughs> to now Jack is marrying June, and now it's a night wedding with and tiki torches. With tiki's. And this 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 dress isn't so bad, and the bridesmaid's dress is not bad at all, really. So I'm like, oh, okay. June has a little bit better taste, even though it still looks like something exploded. Yeah, I just, I, now we have a blue lobster exploded yeah. instead of a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he's smoking a cigar, getting married. So now he's married. They both have husbands. Time is passing because I like it. They have to switch every month. So it's, it's, this is a long con. Yes, and now we get to get a bit of foreshadowing with uh, limbs being trimmed by the tree trimmer. Oh, nice. Nice catch. And, yes, uh, there's leaves being trimmed by the, the gardener guy. And I love that he's, He's really enjoying the luxury, and, and Joe Pesci's in the in the um, swimming pool, and he's swimming laps while cigar smoking. Yes, it worked, and he he's quite talented at going from the front stroke to the backstroke, and keeping his cigar above water, keeping it lit at, at all times. <laughs> and he's yelling at the uh, the gardener guy because he's being too loud. He lays out for too long while he's napping, and he ends up getting a sunburn across his back. But he makes uh, one fatal mistake. The sunburn? Yeah. The sunburn. The sunburn gives him away. So while he's getting the sunburn and sleeping, uh, the twins are talking about their husbands and saying how they wish both of them could be here at the same time. And yeah, like a strap from the robe comes up onto his back and leaves a mark across his back. And so one of the sisters, I guess April, is packing his stuff so that he could go back to Africa. And she notices the sunburn. Honey. (laughs) What? You're back. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So I got a little sunburn. Sun's a lot hotter in South Africa, let me tell you. Whether in the bedroom here, there's a drawer. That's always locked. It's always locked. And if I've learned anything from horror shows and movies, you want to know what's in that. There's so many movies where they're like, sweetie, don't go in the basement. I'm doing things. And that's when you go, I'm going to go in the, the basement. Because that's what we do. Yeah. We, we, it's human nature. I know they say it's curiosity killed the cat, but it's normally curiosity killed the human. But And there's been multiple episodes, even in Tales from the Crypt so far, where it's like they'll tell them to go somewhere and they don't, and then eventually they do, and you're like, well, that's that's what happens when you do that. His sunburn looks pretty realistic. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Like, he's got pretty red, and then he's got the little white strip across his back, and she notices it. But, like she says, the, the drawer's just always locked. It's not a big deal. He doesn't need to get in there. So he's like, all right, well, I, I don't know why this is always locked. Well, they really do zoom in on that. Uh. Yeah, they're like, you see that sunburn? That is Chekhov's sunburn. <laughs> pay attention to it. Okay, so he leaves to go fly away, and the other one's going to come back. So I guess he leaves for like a day or two. And so they're out there sunbathing in their matching bathing suits, uh, April and June, and they're talking about, okay, so one's Vic, and then the other one's Jack. And they're talking about just different things that they're alike in, in all sort of ways, and they learn about the sunburn. So uh, by now, I guess, actually, he wasn't gone. Jack's back already. And he's in the shower singing, and that's when they look at each other and realize, wait, Jack had the same sunburn? Yeah, so apparently twin sisters share sex stories about how how they're things very, go they're in. They're very close, Jeff. They're very close, okay. I... They're inseparable, she said. <laughs> if only for just like an hour every night, they are inseparable. <laughs> uh, and then they talk about that hour. So they're in these polka dot bikini things, and she's like, June's like, do you mean he had the same one? Like, I can't believe it. She wants to go see if he had the same um, sunburn. And this is when I was like, they really didn't know. For a while, when I rewatched the episode, I was like, okay, they have to have figured out that he's fooling them and they're just playing along to what they want. But no, they, they actually get their heart broken. Like they're... Yeah, I think they were genuinely gullible because they were shut-ins. Yeah, they had no idea that he was messing with them, that this was a real thing. And I was like, wow, okay. And that's when they find, like, the loose ponytail. He really should have watched it. I mean, come on, you can't just leave that laying around under your clothes. Like, they'll find it. Yeah, what I thought was hilarious is after they found it, the joint hyperventilation that they were doing. Oh, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I'm like what They the share hell? everything. I was like, what the hell is going they on? They hyperventilate together. He's getting dressed, and he wants to take them out to dinner. And that's when the drawer is open. I think they left it open, right? Yes. Yeah, they left it open. That's when he goes over and... And like all good murderers, they keep all the information about yep. everyone trying to find them. They're trophies. Yes. They're artifacts from what they got away with. Yes. Apparently it was, I, I think they were like teenagers. Correct. Like, yeah. it, was, it was in juvenile court and... Uh... And they killed their father. Mm -hmm. And so they, at first, they did suspect him for a while, but they were able to get away with it. And they had like all the pieces of the memorabilia from like all the newspaper clippings and kind of reminded me of Misery. Oh. Like how she had the book of all the babies she killed. I was like, all right. They do that a lot in movies sometimes where I'm just like, I don't know. Did you ever see Hereditary? I have not. Okay. Well, I'm a, it's just a real quick mention thing. If you haven't seen Hereditary, it's not a big deal. But I'm just saying there's a part where there's like a scrapbook of all the rituals they do. And I'm like, what takes pictures of the rituals and puts it in a book? So that you can be like, oh, what a lovely comic. You're right. Nowadays, we have websites for that. Those true, things. True, true, <laughs> Don't understand what's going on? Just watch the YouTube video. It'll explain everything. Join us in our commune. <laughs> yeah, he's starting to figure it out. He's like, well, why would they have all this stuff? Did they kill their father? What's going on? And so the, as he's reading all this and freaking out, the twins are coming back in and they have robes on. They're walking up behind him. It gets pretty fun here. Oh, yes, it does. 
This is another reason why I wanted my dad to, to do the episode, because I thought he'd really like the ending. I'll tell you one thing that I do get a kick out of is he likes the F word almost as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he's got reason to say it in a way. So they hit him upside the head, right? With oh, the, yeah. With yeah, the gun. Yeah they, yeah, they popped him. They popped him in the back of the head with the gun. He wakes up. He's strapped to the bed. And he's, of course, upset, as you would be. They tell him they figured out what he was doing. They killed their father because they didn't want to share him. And yep. now they're in this really white, lacy lingerie. It's all right. It's a little over the top. Yep. Let's see how much we can show of them without actually yeah. showing them. They got, like, the stockings and the um, garters and things like that. So he's basically trying to get himself out of it. He's like, you know, who cares if you killed him? You were kids. It's not a big deal. You're, it's over it. And they're like, oh, no, we did do it. We, we did. Because they're like, we didn't want to share him anymore. It was too difficult. What it worried me, the way they said it, like, the way that they were like, we didn't want to share him anymore, I was like, there wasn't anything going on with their dad. Like, do you think? Or it was just, like, him doting love onto one of them and they just not liking? Yeah, I, I think it was just more of jealousy. Jealousy of and just... Be, and, and being locked in and having a warped sense of reality. Because you got to remember back then, if you were shut in, you were literally shut in. You had no access to the outside world. Because there's no internet. I mean, were they that shut in then, or was it as they became older with the money after their father died? Well, they were teenagers whenever... I know, so wouldn't they have been in high school? I mean, I guess, be, I guess they had they, private tutors Yeah, if you're if you're worth $2 billion, it's yeah. possible that you had private tutors coming to the house. That's true. I thought was hilarious was he kept on going, you know, it's I'm sorry, I fell in love with both of you. <laughs> what, wasn't I a, enough man for both of you? Yeah, like, wasn't I... And I was then, a good husband, I loved you guys, right? And so the one chick leaves... And that's when the other one's like, well, I'm going to let her do the honor since she had, she's the more outgoing one. And, and uh, I think she got to do it the last time with the dad. We shared everything, but we didn't want to share him anymore. It was too hard, one of him and two of us. We were too selfish. Like now. Where you going? Where's she going? Where's she going? Hey! Hey! Where you going? What's she doing? I'm going to let her do the honors. She was always the more outgoing of the two of us. Right, Jack? So this is the best. They come back, they have him strapped up, and she pulls out a chainsaw. And they come <laughs> over, and I forgot they showed it. They take the chainsaw, and he's like, what are you doing? And they take the chainsaw, and they start putting it down in between his legs, and they show it going into the pants. Oh, yeah, they go straight for the nutsack. Yeah, right right away. He starts <laughs> screaming. I, I didn't realize they were going were to I was like, oh, shoot. And so they show it going straight into it. And there's like blood and everything everywhere. And he's screaming. And it, it's a really good scene. They're laughing. They're like, oh my God, it's so exciting. Because uh, they're crazy. So then it cuts to the end here. And like I said earlier, that bedroom, this is where you want to look at it. So you take that bedroom. You got each bed on each side. You see that each woman is laying in bed with their respective husband. Um, it's definitely a Joe Pesci dummy. And uh, <laughs> you can see it in the face. And they each have a half of him laying out. So, like, you have... It's not the bloody side. So, it just looks like they show it from the view of looking through the wall. And you got each bed on each side. It's a neat shot. Mm -hmm. And then you have each of them. And they're just laying with their husband and, like, lovingly, like, petting him. And they're excited. And and then that's when they pan over. Yeah. And he's like, everything's going to be all right, honey. Yeah. I love you so much. And all this stuff. And they're, they each got a piece of him. So, now they can share him just like they wanted. And they do a good work. With the chainsaw, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. It's a nice, even cut, and they even have the blankets on, and then there's so much blood. Yeah, viscera just everywhere. And you get, it pans around, and yeah, there's so much blood, and then you can see, like, the inside of his body. It's a really gory, it's a good scene. 
She can't even lay that close to him. She's, yeah, she's like four feet from him. Yeah, just like And like him. having to reach as far as her arm can go just so she can love on him and dote on him. Which makes me wonder, I mean, I guess maybe they didn't think of this in the beginning, but how long is this going to last? Because this is not going to stay nice. Well, you know... It's going to rot. You know, the next question is, is have they done this before? Yeah, I think that's what they did with their dad. I'm wondering, is there anything in between oh, the two? I mean, it could be. So then they just keep them him around for a little while and then they just, I don't know. And then they send two more black cats out into the world to, <laughs> to find someone else for them. Vic is dead. They each got what they wanted. April and June got a piece of each of their husbands. And it ends with the scene of the, the shot of the bedroom and them just petting their respective husbands. And I think it's I, it's probably one of the more memorable episodes, at least the endings for a oh, yeah. Crypt. It sticks in your head. In fact, I hadn't seen this episode in a while. When I saw it was coming up, I was like, yep, I remember the ending. I, I knew it right <laughs> I was like, I, I won't forget that one. So, yeah. Yeah, guys, don't forget that one. No. Because <laughs> it goes straight to the... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you watch any episode you want one that's going to be memorable, check out Split Personality. It's a, it's a pretty good one. And then we cut back to the Crypt Keeper. He's still playing poker against... Uh, he Someone betted a beating heart, so they have that on there, and he hits it with a cleaver, and he's just throwing out the puns. <laughs> Crypt Keeper, you're so punny. And the best Crypt Keeper pun is... So, kitties, care for a little meme of chance? Deads I win, tails you ooze. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the end of season four, episode 11, Split Personality. Jeff, what did you think of the episode? Oh, I loved it. It was good fun. I liked the fact that it didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, this is definitely one of the more, like, kind of silly... It's definitely campy, and I'm down with it. I mean, it's it's Joe Pesci at the Joe Pesciest I think well, yeah, he's ever been. 90s Joe Pesci was pretty Joe Pesci. Yes, I mean, I, I think this is even, like, what was it, Lethal Weapon 2 that he was in, or 2 or 3? He was in 4, too. Well, the first one he was in, he was completely over the top, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And I think this is even... Even more so? Yeah, even more so than <laughs> the Lethal Weapon. I keep wanting to say Loaded Weapon. I... Is that a movie? Loaded Weapon? Yeah. Yeah. It is? Oh. What's it about? I think it's just a camp... Just is it kinda... to make fun of Lethal Weapon? Yeah, kind of oh, like okay. the naked... What is it then? Or like um, Scary Movie? Yeah, Loaded Weapon is... Uh, gosh. Uh, Leslie Nielsen from Airplane. Oh, you mean The Naked Gun? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Naked Gun movie? It's gotta be. Unless Loaded Weapon those are is... more like spy spoofs. I have no idea what I was thinking Yeah, of. I think you're thinking Naked Gun. You just Gun. totally cut that out. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you're just thinking Naked Gun. Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Uh, so there is some IMDb trivia for this episode here. This is the only directorial effort of Joel Silver to date. He's just normally a producer of movies and TV shows. Big time producer at that. Yeah. He's had his hands on lots of stuff. And there's a photo of the twins' father in the episode, and that is the Tales from the Crypt executive producer, Richard Donner. And then also during the Crypt Keeper's outro, if you listen closely, you can hear the exact same sound effects, including a scream and a wolf howling, isolated from the opening sequence of the series. So that is the end of Season 4, Episode 11's Split Personality. The next episode is Season 4, Episode 12, Strung Along. Jeff, thank you so much for doing this episode here today. Hey, thanks for having me. I right. enjoyed myself immensely. Yeah, it's always a good time when you're around. I like oh. to try to keep it that way. 
Uh, thank you guys all for downloading and listening to the Good Evening Kitties podcast. If you want to email me with any questions or comments, you can email me at goodeveningpod at gmail.com. There's also a Facebook page you can follow as well as leaving reviews on the Facebook page and on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it now. Uh, there's also a Twitter page that's at GEK Podcast or at GEC Podcast. Again, thanks so much for downloading and listening and have a good one. Just had quite a scare. I actually thought my heart was beating.